surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. And welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor. And I hope that y'all are having a fantastic week. Um, I will be a little honest today and say that today has been a little bit of a rougher day for me. But that's also okay. Not every day is going to be a fantastic day. And so if you're struggling a little bit today, just know that you're not alone. And that uh, I myself struggle with that from time to time as well. But um, through all of the feelings, I am excited about today's episode episode and I'm looking forward to sharing this with y'all. I'm chatting today with a wonderful woman named Ashley. She's an orgasm activist and she's been a sex blogger for several years now. She considers herself a sex fluencer, which I fucking love. Like We need to have more sex fluencers. Uh, But she believes that every woman deserves to have an intimate, exciting and fulfilling sex life, which like... Uh, yeah, come on, like we should have everyone on board with this. This should be a no-brainer. But she uses all of her platforms as a safe space to help women feel comfortable discussing sex out loud without shame. She also owns a CBD sexual wellness company called Bedtanicals. And she does some really, really cool things on her Instagram page that I'm excited to hear a little bit more about and to share with y'all. So I'll stop talking now and uh, we can welcome Ashley to this show. So let's talk about it. All right. Welcome, Ashley, to the show. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me, Taylor. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um, first of all, just you came like so correct to, to this recording because you've got this tie-dye sexual intellectual t-shirt on. Yes. I have to rip what I do always. Yes, it's amazing. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, I would love for us to kind of start out just a bit about like how you got into being a sex influencer, which I love. Like, no, yeah. I've never seen anyone use that phrase before. And I'm like, she's got it. <laughs> so originally when I went to college, I have a, a degree in public health education. That's what my degree is mm. in. Um, yeah. so I originally wanted to work at a um, health department. I wanted to be like mm-hmm. a health educator originally, many moons mm-hmm. ago. Um, and then when I graduated college, I could not find a job at the time where I was living doing mm-hmm. at a health department. They were, all the jobs were taken and, you know, whatever. So yeah. I was kind of like forced to kind of do my own thing. And so I started mm-hmm. a blog in 2016 um, and the blog kind of talked about, it was like a lifestyle blog, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking about sex on it. And then it kind of went from there, talking about sex on the blog to it being a sex blog. Because um, I hmm. like talking about sex. I like keeping people yeah. in the know, um, keeping them aware. Like, I don't really consider myself an educator, per se, because um, I don't feel like... I feel like I do more awareness than education, mm-hmm. more yeah. entertainment kind of than educating. I mean, uh, 
It's it's very when I watch your stuff on Instagram, I'm like I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm like yes, thank you. Like the <laughs> entertainment piece is definitely there. Yeah, so I, I want to be able to like ultimately the goal is with my Instagram page and my website and anything I do that's under the sex with Ashley brand is to help mm-hmm. women to feel comfortable discussing sex. Mm-hmm. Right, I want people yeah. to to feel comfortable exploring different, different um, things, uh, to feel comfortable talking about their desires, feel comfortable um, expressing whatever their fantasies are. I want you to feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. my goal and my job is to bring awareness to, to like yeah. regular everyday people. Cause um, people, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really, some, some people are limited in, you know, in what they know about like the sex world um we just they kind of just know what's in front of them you know you have a a partner and you just like have regular missionary sex uh, or like and that's pretty much all they know like no it's Mm -hmm. a whole world out here like let me introduce Mm -hmm. you to this new world so that's 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 my job you're like jasmine on that magic carpet just let me show you (laughs) yes that's my job yep I love that. And one thing I'm always really curious when I talk to um, people within the sex space who actively and openly discuss this and and educate and and share things with people, was this something that like you grew up with openness around? Like one question I always get is like, well, how do you, how does your family feel about the things you share? Um, And I'm curious for you, like how that, how that has worked for you within your social circle and, and your family. Like if, if there's conversations around that, if everyone was just kind of like yeah ash has grown up talking about all this stuff and this all makes sense or what yes it, um no so i'm from the south so anybody knows anything yeah. about people in the south the south is mm-hmm. very um very you know rural and is very uh conservative and very yep. bible belt uh mm-hmm. <laughs> i live in I, i'm yep. from no- north carolina um yeah i lived so, in south carolina for a bit okay all right mm-hmm. so you kind of know how the carolinas work um, oh yeah <laughs> so um I grew up in a household that was very religious. Um mm. and so sex was something that was not really talked about outside yeah. of um, you know, you have sex when you're married or your sex outside of marriage, saying don't come home with babies. That's pretty much the gist of yeah. the sexual um conversation that I had growing up. So um I think for me, I learned a lot of what I know now. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. through trial and error from like high school, college, early 20s, late 20s, I learned a lot of things I was doing through trial and error. Um, and so mm-hmm. when I got into this, I was probably oh, 30 when I started doing Sex with Ashley. And um, I got a lot of pushback because, again, I'm from the South in like this yeah. small town in the South. Um, and so a lot of people were like, oh, that's interesting. Like, why are you talking about sex, you know, out loud? Like, why are you discussing this on social media? Um, I had, at the time I was a teacher, I was a middle school teacher. Mm. And so I had to, I had to come to a crossroads of either do I keep my teaching job or do I go off and do I follow this thing that's Mm. in my you know, in my gut to do. Yeah. So I quit, I quit teaching. Um, and then I got another job 
later mm-hmm. on. But what kept happening was all the jobs that I were getting, somehow they always found out about sex with Ashley. And it, it was always a choice I had to make every time. Um, they were always like, well, you know, we like you, but we don't know if this represents our brand, our company, whatever. And I was always like, okay, well, I totally understand because I'm not about to stop doing this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah. And so I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to mm-hmm. apply for jobs anymore. I'm just going to focus on this thing. And that's what I did. And um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot of pushback. My mother, she, she's, she just now got to the point where she is comfortable talking about it. I'm sure she mm-hmm. prefers me doing something totally different. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's another thing. But, yes, I mean, most people now are, I've been doing it for so long at this rate. Most people just kind of know this is what I mm-hmm. do. But in the beginning there, it was it was a battle um, between, mm-hmm. you know, my family, my friends, people that know me. And, you know, career-wise, it was this whole, whole mess. Yeah. Well, and I mean... I- you were pretty persistent in it and sticking with it and saying, this is something I'm passionate about. This is something I really value. So like, I'm going to stick with it. And it's such a freaking shame that like you have to pick between, you know, a different job and something that you're also passionate about that is also a job. Um, I remember, I don't know if you're, uh, I I think I've seen her comment on your stuff, Vanessa of Vagisteam. She did a whole course, you know, on how to just be able to teach sex ed without getting fired. And I'm like, ah, like people should be able to talk about these things openly and provide education and it not be looked down on like it's this, you know, really shameful thing and that we can't be associated with you in our workplace when like that, that in and of itself just speaks to all the shame and stigma around sex. And that's part of where I'm like, sexual health is more stigmatized than mental health. Because if you're out there being a mental health advocate, you're not going to lose your teaching job. They're not going to nope. try to make you choose between that. <laughs> they are not. And, and it's really, it's really sad um, because like I was, I told um, one of the jobs I had, cause I was working, this was after I was teaching, I was working with with kids after school part-time. And, mm-hmm. you know, the thing I was telling the person, I was like, well, I talk about sex from a, an adult standpoint. I don't mm-hmm. talk about sex with children um, but like they literally equated it to porn, like pornography. Like they was like, oh no, we can't have someone who is doing these things on social media working for us. And I was like, I, I mean, what is the problem? But you know, each wow. each each, is each their own. Um, I look at those all those um, opportunities as blessings, and they helped me mm-hmm. to they help propel me to where I am today. So yeah. Dang. I mean, that's some, that's some resilience and and dedication there that I'm sure like feels really inspiring for people who are trying to pursue their passion that might not be in alignment with what they feel they should be doing or what, you know, corporate America might be pushing them to be in. All right. So if y'all did not listen to last week's episode, I want to introduce uh, to you a new sponsor of the podcast called Dirty Fun Box. And I'm so excited to partner with them and to share them with y'all because I just think it's really like creative and awesome what they're doing. So it's not like a sex shop or a your, your average delivery box. Um, they create these like fun sexual challenges that really focus on helping people explore their sexuality, their desires, kinks, fetishes, 
is cosplay, you name it, uh, all in a very approachable way through these different tiered challenges that are included in each delivery. Um, so if you're having difficulty kind of getting creative and coming up with new things, um, I definitely recommend checking out Dirty Fun Box. They even have their own Pornhub community and sex, ed- uh, sex education and tips in each box um, to help kind of, you know, just expand your world. So definitely recommend checking them out. Um, like I said last week, I got some bondage tape um, in mind that <laughs> I've like never experimented with before. Um, I hopefully will be this weekend and can let y'all know my thoughts on that. But it also came with some really like cute candles, kind of help like set the mood and a nice little vibrator. Um, so I hope y'all check them out. You can go to dirtyfunbox.com slash Taylor Nolan and use the discount code Taylor10 for 10% off. Go get your discount. Okay. Get that discount. Taylor10 for 10% off at dirtyfunbox.com slash Taylor Nolan. So have fun. Get dirty. Enjoy this box, y'all. And with all that said, uh, we can get back to the show now. I would love to hear a little bit if you're comfortable, um, you know, coming from a religious background, I get a lot of messages from listeners who struggle with, you know, how do I even talk about sex or how do I even like get into a better understanding of this stuff when I have so much shame from how I grew up about what sex is supposed to be for me. Um, I didn't even know that this was a part of like your life experience. So I didn't expect us to talk about this today, but, um, the fact that you grew up, you know, in the South with kind of this religious background, curious if you've had to go through that process of unpacking any shame when it comes to sex. And if so, like what that's looks like for you. Um, it did. I did. Um, because I went through a phase probably I was like 25 or so, 24, 25, mm-hmm. where I was celibate for years, like three years mm-hmm. or so. Um, and then I kind of got to a point where like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's just yeah. like, I don't want, I don't want to do this. This is not, um, I'm not happy with doing mm. this. Like, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. Um, and so I just gradually just kind of walked away from everything that I was taught. Cause I was not happy. I know that's probably, that's the simplest thing. I wasn't happy doing it. Um, yeah. and then I kind of like re- taught myself and relearned some things and I realized that you know sex people are having sex you know it's not something um that is abnormal people are having mm-hmm. it so and as, as a woman I've learned that because we don't talk about it out loud like we feel yeah. like we are oh something's wrong with me or there's no one who mm-hmm. has this problem or no one who's going through the same thing if you just talk about it and then you realize, oh, there's other people like me. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. It's not, it's not so much a sharing your business. It's just fine. You know, once you talk about stuff, you realize that you're not alone. There's other people who, mm-hmm. who, who don't have orgasms, other people who have dryness issues, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you're not the only one who suffers from these things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a good point though that just that that you weren't happy like that. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. That's mm-hmm. yeah. I, it was but, more like an act versus it was like you know how you 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 like kind of go through a routine of because someone told you this is what you're supposed to do versus mm-hmm. you're doing something because you genuinely want to do it. That's what it was. Mm, yeah. Now in that period of time of being celibate, was that also from solo sex as well? 
from masturbation, from everything? Um, no. In the beginning, it was because under what I was uh, being taught that it was like solo sex is still a sin too. So I struggled mm-hmm. with that. So I went through a period of not doing solo sex either. And then I was kind of just like, well, start doing solo sex. And then I started having full-blown sex. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, well, the solo sex thing never really, never really made sense to me, really. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's my body. I'm touching me. I'm not, I'm not touching anybody mm-hmm. else. I never really, I never really could, could, could grasp like the, the, it didn't make sense. And so I'm the type of person, if it doesn't make sense, I, yeah. I, it just didn't make sense to me. So I just kind of just, you know, left that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's been a big thing for me throughout life too, of just like questioning things and being mm-hmm. like, well, does this make sense? And then does it make sense for me? And if right. it doesn't make sense and it doesn't make sense for me, then it's time to reevaluate and readjust. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, should we get into orgasms a little bit? Because mm-hmm. you're an orgasm activist, <laughs> which I'm like, everyone should be an orgasm activist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, after, you know, you shared, you know, you kind of went through this little bit of like celibate period. Can you remember when, like, when you did have your first orgasm and what that was like? Well, I had my first orgasm in high school um, yeah. through self-pleasure. So, and then, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. And then I, in college, so it was probably after college. Um, mm-hmm. It was probably after the whole celibacy thing that I actually had my first real orgasm because in college mm. I was I was sexually active, but it just wasn't you know it was it wasn't up to par. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think for most of us in that time period, it was not. Part. You know, because you're 19 and you're 20, so you don't know yeah. what you're doing. It's clueless. Yep. Um, so it, you know, so it probably was 27 ish, 26 ish. 27 is mm-hmm. somewhere around there, 28. Um, when I probably like had my first real orgasm, like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is what this is. Um, <laughs> so that's probably what that was about. And then it's funny because not funny, well, you know, this week is orgasm week because yes. orgasm, the national what well, orgasm day, it was I think tomorrow. Month. I think like July was orgasm month, was it? Okay. Maybe. Um, I, I shouldn't. I should know this. I, I know it's this week is orgasm week and then the 31st of July is the orgasm national orgasm day. I know that mm. much. Um, okay. <laughs> and so, and yeah, so it's important for people to, I advocate for people to advocate for their pleasure. Now, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to orgasm. And that can take away from the experience. Like I said, I posted on Instagram uh, this week that orgasm is not the end all be all set, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can still, excuse me, you can still enjoy what's happening. You can still have pleasurable sex if you don't have an orgasm every time. Yes. Um, So that's not something that you have to like put so much pressure on yourself to do every time. I think, Mm -hmm. I personally think that a lot of people do not have orgasms um, because one, two reasons. One, they don't know their own bodies. Mm-hmm. And then two, um, 
it's the sex that they're getting from their partners. So, for example, um, let's say your partner is only he they only want to do um, doggy style. Yes, doggy style. That's penetration, right? No, no, not really Mm -hmm. into foreplay like that. You know, doesn't explore your other erogenous zones. It's the mm-hmm. okay. Let me get you. You know, wait a little bit, and we're gonna go boom. So yeah. you might not. It's a good chance that you might not um, orgasm from that. And if that's all they do, you might not ever experience one with them. And so it's not that you can't. It's just what's happening with what you're doing. Like you need to explore other, other, other your body and other zones and stuff like that to probably experience mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then people first need to even figure out how to communicate to even mm-hmm. have that occur in the first place. Right. Because like, like for me, I'm able to probably orgasm every time because I can communicate to my partner mm-hmm. what I need you to do. You know, yeah. I need for you to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. Like every partner can tell you, oh, actually like this right here, this, this, and this. Because yeah, cause I can communicate with you and tell you mm-hmm. I like yeah. this. I, I can also tell you what's probably not going to work, but I will try things, but I know for sure one, two, and three are going to work. So this mm-hmm. is what I need you to do. Yeah. Okay. So it's time for a short break here. And you might have heard of Function of Beauty. I had heard of them and had never really tried them and honestly didn't understand. I was like, why is everyone hyping this thing up? Uh, And I went online, I took this little quiz um, and really actually appreciated like the questions that they were asking me in this quiz and that they were very honest about their ingredients and that they were ingredients that were like specifically like clean and organic and that really fit my style and felt like it was, you know, quote, on brand uh, for me and was really honestly very happy and surprised uh, by this. Um, You can like specify your fragrance. The one I got, I got like a lavender and I could customize it too. So on the bottle, um, they're all formula to order um, each bottle and um, I put on mine curl queen (laughs) because I was like, you know what? I want to feel more empowered with my curls. Uh, So I labeled my my bottle curl queen. I would be curious to hear what, what kind of sayings y'all put on yours if it's just your name or or if you get a little creative with it but um their formulas are vegan and cruelty free and so for me i was like i don't want any parabens i don't want sulfates or any other kind of like harmful ingredients um and so it's super awesome that that they do this i was kind of like i don't really know about this and checking it out and going through it i was like okay i get it now and i'm actually really excited now that they're sponsoring the podcast and really happy to partner with them um because they're they're not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It's actually the internet's top rated customized hair care brand. They have over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting and I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> so um, if you were like me, I'm kind of like, I don't know about this. Uh, really, what are you waiting for? Because I wish I had done this way earlier now. Uh, you can go to functionofbeauty.com slash let's talk to take your four part hair profile quiz and you can save 20% on your first order. I mean, that's a, that's a steal right there. You can go to functionandbeauty.com slash let's talk for 20% off and, uh, let them know how you heard about 
function of beauty from my show. If Even if you heard of it beforehand. <laughs> um, if you go to functionofbeauty.com slash let's talk and get 20% off, um, make sure to give credit and say that you heard about it on Let's Talk About It. Um, again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash let's talk. Um, and yeah, super excited to partner with them because this was like such a pleasant surprise. And I'm like very happy with um, with the shampoo and conditioner that I got. I also got um, a hair mask uh, and all of it has been super great and like keeping my curls feeling healthy and feeling moisturized. I was able to really customize it. So highly, highly recommend it. Um, one last time for y'all, that's function beauty.com slash let's talk and you can save 20% on your order. So with all that said, uh, let's get back to the show. I mean, what would you say for, for women who struggle just even to like get in the right mindset in sex, like that feel like they can't get out of their head because they are putting so much pressure on themselves to orgasm, to come, to, you know, kind of put on a bit of a performance to protect their, you know, on a heterosexual perspective here to protect their male partner's ego. Um, I feel like, feel like that that dynamic is pretty common. And one of the things that I typically suggest is like, you know, extend your foreplay, um, Mm -hmm. try to make it like a fun game, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. he's not allowed to enter you until you're like begging him to enter you so that you're really Mm -hmm. then in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious what, if if there's things that you've personally tried that help you get more in it or if there's other tips that you'd have. So there are things that I've tried. I don't know... um, I don't know if, if, okay, so I'm just going to say it. So like, I, I, I explore cannabis. So that's the thing mm-hmm. that works yeah. totally, totally fine. Okay. So yes. We, yeah, no, we, talk about your company. Uh, you have botanicals. Yes. So weed helps. Now, if you mm-hmm. don't want to do the illegal side of weed, cause I do both. Um, so, but if you do not mm-hmm. want to venture off into the illegal side and you want to use the, the legal hemp um, extract, you can do CBD. So and you CBD, mean, yeah, CBD versus THC. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Here in Washington, CBD. it's totally recreational. So Washington folks, you know, just oh, go cool. at it. So y'all are good. So, um, so yeah, so THC is CBD. So THC and CBD are very good products to use if you can't get out of your head because you're just like hella relaxed. And you're just mm-hmm. there, and it and it and it um it um it, it just intensifies the the sensations and every little touch. It just it's just the bomb.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that. Um. Also, uh, probably I will probably try um mindfulness activities. I don't know if people ever mm-hmm. um tr- thought that before, but you can go on YouTube and get some mindfulness exercises what that does it helps you to be in the moment so if you are Mm -hmm. you know practice those every day and then when you're getting ready to have sex or having sex it you can kind of rehearse what you've been going over prior to and it can help you Mm -hmm. focus on what's happening right now that way you're not really focused on the, the the end result you're not really focused on the the orgasm because you're focused on what's happening now um Mm -hmm. so and i know some people use um alcohol too to relax alcohol for me makes me sleepy so that's not something that i want to use -hmm. i'll be knocked out but um, (laughs) yeah not the kind of sex you want to be having (laughs) no um but yeah but cbd uh, cannabis and probably mindfulness are probably Mm -hmm. my 
uh, top two things for people to do. Yeah. And, uh, and where can people kind of find your, your company too, where you have different cannabis products that can help with that? So, so it's called, my a company is called Bedtanical. So we're getting ready to do a relaunch because we're changing some things around. Um, so Botanical, uh, it's a boutique, a, a CBD boutique, um, that features products that help that help you in the bedroom. So we feature products for intimacy and products that help you to sleep. Bedroom CBD mm-hmm. products. Um, mm-hmm. So right now we're going to have a sale because after August, all the products on there will be discontinued and we'll have new products. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're doing a whole new relaunch or, or re. Um, Revamp. Yeah. Revamp. There we go. I can think of the mm-hmm. word. Doing a whole new revamp of botanicals. But yeah, so it'll still mm-hmm. be CBD products for the bedroom. Um, there was people changing mm-hmm. to sex or sleep. But yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll put that in the episode notes so people can check that out. Um, cool. I want to I want to just talk a little bit about part of what you do on, on your Instagram. That's kind of how I found you and I've been following you on there for a while. And uh, just first of all, part of it, I just get such a kick out of and I'm just like, this is fucking fantastic. And then the other parts of it, I'm like, I'm learning shit. And I'm like, oh, that's real helpful. Um, One of the, so you do like movie recaps sometimes and then you do um, like Taboo Tuesday where you talk about like taboo sex stuff on Tuesdays and then on Wednesdays you do like weird sex Wednesdays. Um, I do. Can you talk a little bit about just like how that started and like if there's a favorite one of either of those that you've done? So the truth is I started those because I needed content. Like you have to yeah. come up with a weekly content. For real. Oh yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I started doing like talk about it Tuesdays. Like every Tuesday we would like yeah. talk about that. And I was like, I can't do this every week, guys. So I I had to figure out, like, what can I do every week to keep people engaged? Because I like video content. I'm a person, I feel like, um, that people um, engage with me verbally, and I can communicate better verbally than I do written, which is really interesting for someone who is a quote-unquote blogger, right? So I... (laughs) That's why I'm like, I can't be a blogger. That's why I got to be a, like, podcast host. I'm like, I got to talk things through. I can't be writing this shit out. (laughs) I'm a natural talker, so I guess it would be mm-hmm. blogger, whatever. I I do I do better over conversations than mm-hmm. written word. Um, so I was like, well, what can I do here that will keep people like engaged and we can yeah. talk? Um, so I came up with taboo taboo Tuesday first, and that just to talk about sex. And then other people's problems. Every Tuesday, talk about just some kind of taboo, <laughs> sometimes taboo something um, that we, it, it, it's just basically sex talk. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then on Wednesday, I got weird, uh, weird sex Wednesday because I was reading this article like months ago and it was like really weird, like really weird sex things. I'm like, we should talk about this on Wednesday. And so I did and I kind of kept it going. So mm-hmm. Wednesday, we talk about, you know, stuff that people normally probably didn't know pertains to sex, things that p- people may classify as weird. Um, so mm-hmm. that's what we do um, on those two things. And I like both of them. I look forward to Weird Sex Wednesday 
because mm-hmm. I have to actually go find the stuff. I'm like, okay, let me, let, I have to like search for it. Taboo Tuesday, I just, I just talk. Um, it's, yeah. I don't really have to plan for that. I kind of just start, sometimes I might do it on a Sunday and just post it on Tuesday, mm-hmm. on Tuesday but I just pick a topic that comes to my head and I just talk and then there it is. It's no work for Taboo Tuesday. It's yeah. just, I just talk yeah. about sex topics. Um, but I look forward to weird, weird sex music. I have to go and find things. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is, this is interesting. And people are really doing that. Like the one with the last week that was about the washer machine sex toy. Like people, somebody went and invented a whole um, washer machine type toy that you put on, you get on like a saddle, like a horse and you ride it. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's, just, it's just interesting. <laughs> like the things people come up with. Yes, I mean, again, this is where the world of sex, it is a whole new, big, big world. There's so many things out there. So many things. And actually, it's going to help you to discover those things. Um, yep. And so I think, and I think also why people like my page is because I try to um, introduce these things without judgment for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I try to I try to tell people, okay, this is, you know, it might not be my thing. But hey, it could be your thing, and that's totally mm-hmm. okay with your thing. Um, yeah. I, uh, a couple of months ago, I was talking to, I had an interview with the man who was an adult diaper baby, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting interview, very cool. And I learned some things. You know, I'm not going to go wear a diaper today or tomorrow or yeah. ever, but it was nice to, you know, learn more about someone else's thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much what. We're sex Wednesday is about. It's, it's just about introducing, you know, people to different things that they might not normally have heard of. That's all. Mm-hmm. Has there been one that you can think of off the top of your head that like sticks out the most as like the weirdest thing that you found that you were like, wow, I would have never thought of this. I am so surprised that this is a thing and can't believe I found this. If there's anything that sticks out to you. Um, the one about... A couple, but the one about the pe- the one the people who are sexually aroused, the homeless people, that was a new one. I didn't think that was a thing. Oh, wow. That was like, oh, like, how does this work? I don't know. I'm just like, so like yeah, ho- uh, what is it? I think it's hobo something. I can't think. But I, the hobo part is what stuck out, stuck out to me. Like, so pe- it's like people hmm. who are sexually aroused by homelessness. Like maybe people who feel like they get turned on by caring and like helping other people that like they get turned on at like someone needing help or like the possible like uncleanliness at times. I, I I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna go with the we're gonna go with what your your first thought. We're gonna go with that one because in my <laughs> mind I'm thinking you're turned on by people who are outside and having bathing days and begging for food. Like that that's what yeah. I envision. But I'm gonna go with go with what you said. They're turned on by caring for people. That that's it, Taylor. That's it. That has to be it. You're right. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I'm trying to like psychoanalyze these people of like mm, what is drawing them to this. Uh, yeah, because it can't be you turned on my people outside a sleeping bag. That can't be it. I mean, it could be like the uncleanliness <laughs> thing, you know. I mean, that could certainly. I mean, be a if thing. people are, if people are turned on by people pooping on them, anything's possible. Two girls, one cup. That's a Hi. throwback. Two girls, one cup. Do you remember that? 
I don't. What is that? Oh, girl. <laughs> okay, this was like back in middle school for okay. me. That two girls, one cup became this huge like viral video thing. It was, I mean, I'm going to try to talk about this with openness, but it like try to not throw up when you watch this. It's two girls that go back and forth like shitting in a cup and like feeding it to each other and then like shit like it (laughs) they're like naked and then they're like rubbing poop on each other i am going to look that up (laughs) it was a lot it was like they pooped into the cups then they like rubbed it on each other and like made out each other and then they were like throwing up on each other like it was I think turn like sexual for some people, um, but it was like it was almost traumatizing to watch that video, and it was so popular. People would like spam you with it and be like, you know, oh, like, you gotta watch like, this really cool video, and then it would pop up as two girls one cup, and you're like, oh my god, no. So I am going. That is my weird sex Wednesday topic for next week. Thank you. I'm going to go look that up, and we're gonna talk about two girls one cup. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Thank you, Taylor. That's a new topic for this week. <laughs> I, I found You're it. welcome. I mean, I will definitely say brace yourself as you go to watch this because okay. it, oh. it might activate some nausea in you. Um, it was it was intense. It was very intense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go look that up this weekend. We're going to talk about it. I'll probably inbox you. Yes, please do. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Two girls, one cup aside. Sorry for anyone okay. listening that this feels <laughs> triggering to back in the day when you watched this. Um, <laughs> didn't. Oh my goodness. I've seen that on my head. Um, but I want to chat a little bit um, about orgasm some more because, as you okay. said, it is um, orgasm celebration yes. specific, whatever. I can never keep track. There's so many like months and days of things. Either. And I'm like, orgasms should just be an everyday thing. Um, right. So there's several different kinds of orgasms and you're kind of going through on your Instagram uh, right now in the last few weeks, you know, going through kind of the different kinds of orgasms. Yeah. Um, And I think that could be helpful to discuss for people. Um, Yeah. So, yes, there are different types of orgasm and I don't think uh, people know that. I think people just Mm -hmm. know the maybe clitoral and then G-spot. I think that's like most of the ones that people know. Um, so we, we have those two. We, and most people know what those are. And then we have like anal orgasms, which is a yes. real thing. People who no, orgasm sex. It's amazing. It's That's a, one it of my is. favorites. <laughs> I've had, I, I've, I've had both negative and positive anal sex experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the positive was a really good positive, um, a really, yeah. really good positive. Um, so here's one. Uh, you have blended orgasms. Blended orgasms is when you are doing, multi- you're hitting multiple spots at the same time. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you have a, a partner who is maybe um, doing clitoral, maybe with the mouth or fingers, and then maybe using a toy to penetrate your G-spot, that's two things going mm-hmm. at the same time. Or maybe um, they're doing um, clitoral and then and then doing your nipples. That's a blended mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. A blitz when you're doing, um, when you're um, stimulating two spots at the same time. You also have mm-hmm. nipple orgasms. That's a thing. 
Yeah. Um, nipples is like my favorite, uh, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the whole thing. And they're all, and they are, and they have like toys and all these things for that. Some people like um, more of a uh, pain type of pleasure when it comes to nipples. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. me. But some people like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine are way too sensitive for that. So I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you have um, a simultaneous type of orgasm is when we're both orgasm at the same time. And that's mm-hmm. like something that you would kind of like use to, to like a vibrating um, uh, cockering for. So you're, you mm-hmm. both feel the vibrations uh, and it's both, yeah. and you're both getting pleasure at the same time. So there's that one. Um, you, you have orgasms that come from, we already said G spot. You have some that come from exercise. I don't, I don't have those. Um, I'm not a, I don't, I hate exercising. Um, so that's no, not, that's not me. That ain't me. Good <laughs> for y'all. Good for y'all. There are some people who do, that, that ain't me, but there's, there's called, um, uh, corgasms. And then there's, I'm, I'm missing one. There's one, I'm missing, I'm missing one somewhere. I can see it in my head, but I can't think of the yeah. name. But anyway, so those are some different types mm-hmm. of orgasms that people can explore and, you know, um, you hmm. so they can like venture it off and stop doing the same old thing all the time. Yeah. So I'm curious. I still need to like learn more in terms of anatomy. And I'm, I'm curious if you know the answer to this. So I think I feel like I was told that any orgasm that you have as a vulva person um, is going to be from your clitoris that that there's like no orgasm without the clit that even when you're doing penetrative sex that the penis is then stimulating the internal bulbs and legs of the clitoris that create the orgasm but then I was thinking I was like well then what about g-spot and then I was like well I don't know how where the clitoris is in comparison to the g-spot and if that does stimulate that but then like you said things like nipple orgasms were like your clit's not being stimulated, but then is that now an invalid orgasm or is it just a different kind of orgasm? Am I making sense here? You are. You're, it's funny because I had an interview last week and they brought this same exact topic up. It's funny. It's yeah. Funny. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I'll answer this from my knowledge base. So yes to no. Um, so yes, because whenever, so the, the legs, of I'm gonna call it the bulbs, the legs, the legs of the um, clitoris are like a wishbone, and yes, there you go. The I bulb, got my the internal diagram right there here. You go. For those of you and, on audio, we're gonna describe it. <laughs> okay, and so it's like a wishbone, and so mm-hmm. those little two little bulbs are um, they are covered by the vaginal walls. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's why when you are penetrating and it feels it feels good when something is like wide enough to like hit your walls because you are stimulating the bulb the of your clitoris. Okay, so that's so that's that. So when it when it when it's hitting the walls, as people say, it is stimulating mm-hmm. the clitoris. Now the G spot, however, is beyond the clitoris. So the G spot is. Um, the G spot varies on each individual. So mm-hmm. for most people, it's probably like three inches or so in. 
for some people, the G spot is further back near the cervix. It just kind of depends on you and your body. So it's not always in the same spot either. Um, so the G the G spot is a little patty part that is near it's on the top of your vaginal wall. From yeah. my understanding, and again, this stuff always changes when people find out more information. So Yes, because the clitoris literally was only like actually fully researched in what, 1996 or 8, I think it was? Yeah, Mm -hmm. less than probably 20 years ago. Um, So like the G-spot is not related, it's not connected to the clitoris. Um, Mm -hmm. From what I have um, seen, watched, studied, so a G-spot orgasm is not the same as the uh, clitoral orgasm, orgasm. Um, hmm. but you can stimulate you can have I guess a vaginal orgasm um, by yeah by penetration just from stimulating the inside of your vaginal walls hmm anatomy anatomy there you go wild <laughs> Yeah. Because, I mean, even, I mean, there have been times where I feel like someone, you know, in a sex haze, like, makes out with my ear and, like, not, like, I don't like when people, like, shove their whole tongue, like, in my ear because that doesn't feel good. I'm like, like, please stop doing that. Um, (laughs) But when they do, like, a nice sensual, like, you know, make out and whatnot with my neck and my ear, like, I feel like I literally, like, I shudder to that. And, like, I orgasm from that. And then I, like, pass out and fall asleep. Um, So I'm like, that's definitely not clitoral. But, like, it's for sure an intense experience that feels like an orgasm. So then when I heard that about, you know, it's all It's one of your erogenous zones. Like, the neck and stuff, that's one of the erogenous zones. My armpit, too. Yeah, and see, everybody's, and everybody's erotic zones are, di- are different. Like, the armpit, for me, just makes me laugh. It doesn't turn me on at all. Like, yeah, like, see, okay, it depends. If doing? I'm in a sex haze, then it does. But, like, right off the bat, like, you're going to make out my armpit? No, stop. That's not doing it. <laughs> like, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, and uh, we both spoke about, like, anal orgasms feeling good. Mm-hmm. Can you explain kind of how you did achieve orgasm anally that felt good for you? Because I think a lot of people are, like, scared of that. And I've touched on... I I feel like in some episodes, frequently I touch on anal, but I don't do, like, a deep dive into anal. Um, So would love to hear just maybe a little bit about, like, how you've created that to be a positive experience for you. Okay. People assume that anal sex is supposed to hurt. Anal sex is not yeah, supposed to hurt. It's not. So it's not. So if it's hurting, you're doing something wrong, you should stop, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, in my experience, it was all about um, positioning. So mm-hmm. I, it was like a, a, like a, like, like a doggy style but like a laying down doggy style, if that makes sense. I don't know what the position is called. Yeah, so like I'll, laying I, on your stomach and yes. then they're on top of you. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't yeah. know what that position is called. It's not called laying down doggy style, but that's it. <laughs> so yeah. it, it kind of, and like your butt kind of up in the air, sort of kind of. So that was a mm-hmm. position that worked um, with uh, this particular partner. It worked. And it also helps 
if you know they're not very you know like huge because yeah, mm-hmm. that that's a lot yeah uh, yeah. um, I think about like the biggest poops I've taken and I'm like, is his penis bigger than the biggest poop I've taken? And yeah. if so, then I'm going to really need to make sure to relax my sphincter muscles and use lots of lube and go very slow. Yes. And how, and, and also if he is larger than that, you can train your, your mm-hmm. anus with like little yeah. a, um, anal training sticks, like little plugs that go from small, medium to big mm-hmm. and you, you just wear them gradually for I think like a couple of days each one yeah. and then you kind of prepares you for <laughs> the main events whenever mm-hmm. um, <laughs> some preparation happens. yeah because because with anal sex, anal sex is a thing that you can't just up and do like you have to like be mentally and physically prepared mm-hmm. for because yeah. you have to be prepared for that because your anus is is it's not made for things to go up it. Things come mm-hmm. out of it. It's a it's an exit, not an entrance. So you're going against nature or gravity, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going against what it's designed for. So it's going to be resistant. Yeah. So you have yep. to um, be prepared and relaxed. Um, also, what mm-hmm. has helped me too is using anal bees. Anal bees are like really dope. Mm-hmm. I like them because it gets you mm-hmm. used to like the, the the sensation of something up your ass. Um, and, mm-hmm. they're, and they're not that big either. Well, you can like you just try mm-hmm. that a little bit, and then you kind of gradually do a butt plug. Then you can gradually yeah. go up there to a penis. Yeah, or whatever. I've never tried anal beads because when I look at them, I feel like pulling them out would feel like I'm having a bunch of little rabbit deer poops. It's great. You should really try it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that too until I tried it. I was like. Um, the, the going in part was kind of like, eh, but the coming out part, you should try it. It's really nice. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have any, so I've never like tried it, but I could definitely get some and try it out. Um, I have, I got a, so I have two different butt plugs. One vibrates, one doesn't. And I got ooh. one because I was like, oh, like I'm going to wear it and like mm-hmm. surprise my boyfriend, like mm-hmm. at the end of the night, like after we're out. When, we, mm-hmm. when he gets home, he'll see that I've been wearing it all night. He'll be really excited, whatever, that I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. But I kept treating it in my head like this is going to be a really special thing for like when we have a really great night and this was like not the happiest relationship. And then I never felt like he was deserving of it. So it never happened. <laughs> so okay. I was like, mm-mm, you're not, mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> but now, <laughs> so I never even got to try it um, with that partner. But now I do have a vibrating one, um, ditto from WeVibe. And Ooh, okay. I've, like, I really enjoy it when it's a penis. And since I've been solo during COVID, I'm like, you know, I got in. I'm like, oh, I should try it solo. But mm-hmm. I haven't felt, I don't know. It's such a different thing to be like by yourself and experience anal. And I don't know if it's something that you do or that like you do with the beads or if that's always partnered for you. Yeah, anal sex is always partnered. I've never tried anal with by myself. Yeah. Yeah, so I now I'm like, I gotta like, wait till I got my partner to put the butt yeah, plug in. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I need somebody there to catch something goes wrong to pull something out. Like I need, I need support. <laughs> well, hopefully it's got the flared base and you're all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, 
man, you know, I just I just need someone there watching just to make sure that everything's okay back there. <laughs> just, just some emotional and mental support, you know. Right. <laughs> so no. I feel that. I feel that. Um are there any like toys that you like would recommend for people that are kind of starting out or toys that are your favorite that you would recommend to people? So, anybody who knows me who's been following Instagram knows I like yep. two toys, okay? The wands <laughs> that I talk mm-hmm. about all the time. <laughs> yep. And yep. a bullet. So, the wand mm. and the bullet are probably... Now, the wand is, a lot, is very intimidating to people because I have the yeah. original white giant mm-hmm. wand. It's about as big as my head. Um, yeah. so that can be a little intimidating, but wands now, you know, they have... Other people make them versus the wand company. Um, mm-hmm. But they have smaller ones. They come colorful and all that stuff. Um, so yeah. there's different sizes of wands. So you don't have to get the big, huge one. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I like wands is because, like, wand is probably, like, the only toy you will ever need, ever. Um, if you are a direct, um, stimu- a, a direct clitoral stimulation type chick, that's me. Um, because mm-hmm. it gets the job done. All right? It gets it done. Like there's no there's no like guessing is it's gonna work. Oh, it works, and it work. It doesn't take all day either. So there's mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so yeah. if you want for sure to get the job done, because some 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 toys like we buy toys and all this stuff, and we be excited about it, and we spend however many however many dollars, and we get home, it's like this sucks, and you just like yes, dang, I wasted my money. A wand, it's a sure bet every time. So there's that one. Uh, and then yes. b- bullets are another sure bet for the most part if you're a clitoral stimulation type person mm. because they're small, they're boutique, and now they have bullets. They have different little silicone, metal ones. They have um, mm. ones that have And the bullet just goes on your clit? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever tried a bullet. It goes on your clit. And I, the bullet, I, I tell people if you're new to sex toys, the bullet is probably the best toy to try because it's, it's, it's like... It's a to- sex toy for dummies. I don't want to say that, but mm. it's like very easy to use. <laughs> yeah. Turn on, and you mm. place it where you where it feels good, and you turn the next speed or pulse it. It's very simple to use. It's not intimidating because they're small. Um, yeah. You know they're you they're, they're they're not loud. The wand is the one I have is loud. You, you can't hide that. Um, but they're, they're yeah. not loud. They're they're um fatigue. You can they're discreet. You can actually hide it in your purse mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyway. So I tell people, if you're new to sex toys, a bullet is probably your best bet um, as to explore for the first time. I would use a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I think I probably, I'm pretty sure I have a bullet, but I haven't used it um, because I felt like. It feels similar to the other things. I don't know. I guess I probably am underestimating it. Um, and, and I don't. I don't use bullets anymore because I've you know graduated from a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I use bullets on my partners. So like I use a mm. bullet on him, like around his scrotum. Um, oh, perineum. really? I do. Yeah. Huh. So around his like perineum, um, all that area, I use a bullet. And and it works. It's it's it's, it's great. Um, huh. So yeah, that's a good tip right there. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, like my wand is. It is quiet. It's the one from We Vibe. I like okay. that it has like a long handle thing because. Mm-hmm. 
then I don't have to like do as much work. I feel like I feel like I have more control over it. And you can do Um, your back. And I can do my back and get my neck and my shoulders. Um, But yeah, I've always found, I don't know. uh, And I'm like, maybe I need to experiment and explore a little bit more with the wand. But my favorite has always been like the... um, the air pulsing on the clit, mm-hmm. um, the melts from We Vibe, mm-hmm. or there's another one uh, from Plus One that's pretty similar that I have. Um, like, a, like the womanizer, all those. Yeah, basically like a womanizer, but I've never I've never used the actual womanizer, but it's like that. Yeah. Um, those, those are very found, popular. Yeah, yeah. The those air, are, like arousing yeah. sensation. I feel like gets my clit a little bit more than the wand does, but I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm not, I try to try to do like the rock and roll method, you know, where I'm like moving my pelvis into the wand, getting it working. The the, the Betty, the Betty, uh, Betty Dodson. Betty Dodson. Yes. Um, uh, Mm -hmm. technique. Um, so the, the the air pulsating ones, those are like all the rave and people love those. I'm yeah. not a fan of those. Um yeah. but because they, they they're not intense enough. I'm i listen, I'm a yeah. I need they're not <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are not intense enough. Although I did get one a toy in the mail this week that I'll be talking about tomorrow. Um mm-hmm. that is a robotic click stimulator. Um Postator one. It's from um, Laura DiCarlo. Is their Baki little one? Out of yes. All, yes. Okay. So out of all the ones I've yeah. tried, that's the favorite so far, and I've tried a lot of them. Huh. So, that's yeah. are they somewhat new? Uh, yeah, they're yeah they're newish. Yeah, probably like yeah, the last couple yeah. of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they reached out um, and I was going to look into it. So I'm curious to hear what, what your experience is and to watch your kind of it. review of it. Yeah, I liked it. it and, and like I said, I've tried a lot of them because people send me toys all the time. Yep. So I've tried a yep. lot of suction toys. And for the most part, they're all like, eh. even like the satisfier that everyone was like all the rave. It was just mm-hmm. like, ah. Um, and again, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's just me because I like a lot of direct. A lot of intensity. Intense, Yes, mm-hmm. but that one was actually I liked it. It like it, it got the job done. I'm like, okay, this is new. Um, hmm. So I, I so I would definitely use it again. I I, I want to use it um, with a partner. Um, so that'll mm-hmm. be the next uh, the 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 next um, yeah. to do list task. So yeah, yeah. What does sex look like for you in COVID times? Um, well, I, I I'm dating somebody, so yeah, the, the, we've been having sex with the same person <laughs> since yep. before COVID. So now it's the same. I mean, the same, the, the same thing as what before. Um, I think yeah. I probably had more sex since COVID actually yeah. um, than normal, I guess, because we all ain't got nothing else to do. Because uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, before I wasn't getting this regularly, like what's happening? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've been having more sex since COVID than without yeah. COVID. Hmm. And, then that, well, I'm, and I'm sure we're getting ready probably to go back into quarantine probably before the fall. So we probably mm-hmm. be doing more. Yeah. What, uh, what city are you located in again? I live in Fayetteville, which is um, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which is the largest military base in the country. I live right, oh, outside, okay. right outside there. I'm in military town. 
Oh, so you're still in North Carolina. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought you would. Okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I haven't moved yet. I'm still here. I, I, I'm yeah. planning to move. Uh, well, the I, the goal was to move this year. Then COVID yep. happened. <laughs> um, so I'm planning to move probably before spring, before spring of next year um, out of the state of North Carolina. Okay. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where you end up and all the things you do. Um, one thing I'll say too, just you know, on your Instagram too, you do like the most honest sex toy reviews ever. Like there was one. Yeah. There was one where you were just like, "Mm -mm, it's a waste of money. Like save yourself that money girl. Cause it was not. (laughs) And I was like, I so appreciate that. Like I just talk about the ones that work for me and like the ones that don't, I'm like, I'm not, I can't put that. I feel, I feel bad for the company. I don't know. So I just stay quiet. (laughs) I was so like, I guess annoyed and irritated because <laughs> I've been watching all the other people mm-hmm. on social media and all the other people like influencers talk about this toy. And I'm just like, this shit sucks. <laughs> like what? Like, this, well, y'all just, I, I, it just sucks. Like this is not, this is not worth your money. And it's expensive. Yeah. I can see if it was a, a $30 toy. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never $30. So you didn't really pay that yeah. much. This toy is a hundred and $80. Like, are y'all tripping? Y'all, no. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's Terrible toy. Terrible. <laughs> well, I so appreciate your honesty and all aspects of, like, everything that you share on social and everything that you've shared on here with me today. Um, I would love for you to kind of talk about where people can find you and um, all the things that you're doing. Um, We'll have the episode notes in that will have some links to your company, to your Instagram, but if you can kind of give some shout outs to where they can find you. Okay. So all of my handles on social media are all the same. It's sex with Ashley. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Um, On Mm -hmm. TikTok too, sex with Ashley. Um, and the website is called sexwithashley.com. So it's real simple to find. Uh, <laughs> yes, you got same. that. You got that all down. <laughs> it's all the same. So it's, you can type it in Google and I pop up. It's all the same. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for like sharing all of this and having this little chat with me. I super appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me. I have had enjoyed myself. Oh, good. I hope so. I'm like, I know sometimes we, even when I go on podcasts, I'm like, ah, oh, this like felt like a waste of my time and like wasn't enjoyable. So I'm like, I always hope whenever guests come on that, like at least the conversation was slightly enjoyable or, you yeah. know, we make, we make new friendships at least. What? You did a wonderful <laughs> job, Taylor. Wonderful job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You have a good day. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right, and, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast 
podcast um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.